Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into Golf Bets on Us, a total rebrand here on the show. Cam Rogers with you alongside Bridget Whalen. It's the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Get at us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. You can follow Bridget at Bridget K. Whalen. We are your golf betting experts. Here to bring you guys our expert picks, top 10 finishes, top 20s, outrights, of course, and some matchup plays here today for the Wyndham Championship out there at Sedgefield Country Club, the last chance to get inside that top 125 to qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs. So yes, folks. We do have a new name, Golf Bets on Us. Let us know what you think about it. A little bit quirky, which I think is on brand for us. And so we're excited to bring you guys fantastic golf betting content as we go. And we're going to start incorporating guests as well. So a lot of fun coming at you guys here on Golf Bets on Us. And of course, all of the odds out there our courtesy of bet online. If you're into sports betting, which you probably are bet online is where you should go to win money today, whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship bet online has all of the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Bridget, you're coming off a pretty solid week with your picks. Your betting card went four out of six. I went a beautiful zero out of six. You did a fantastic job last week. Of course, you had Abraham answer for a top 10, correct? He went on to win. So a little style points on that one. Yeah. And I said that at the Olympics, I really was all in on Abe. I don't know what it was about him. I was just kind of, he really caught my eye the whole time out in Tokyo, which was bizarre because as I talked about um, last week, he finished T14. So it wasn't like he was in the running for like any medal or anything. It was just, he really, his play caught my eye. So I wasn't surprised uh, that he got the win. I mean, I was surprised in the fashion. That was a wild end of a tournament. Right. I think, I, I think that that's probably one of the most wild endings of a WGC that I've seen in a while. It tends to be, I always feel like the more elite events, they tend to go like that more elite route where it's like, yeah, there, there's some guys in the mix, but when it gets down to it, you sort of know who's going to win um, before they do. But it really does bring back into how Tiger Woods, he, when he was in the lead, he always got it done, right? Like, I think his win percentage was 22%, which but in golf, like people don't have win percentages because that's just a ridiculous stat. I think Annika Sorenstam and Tiger are really the only two hmm. who had it. And I, I do think Annika is, was better than Tiger's. She might've been 23%. So, I mean, slightly better, but 
still better. So I think that the, that WGC, that ending was wild. Like that even Abe said himself when he was making the turn coming, coming like home on the back nine, he didn't even think that there was a possibility that he had the chance to win. I, I don't even know if he even thought that like, I think he said he thought he might like finish T4. <laughs> so he thought like multiple guys were going to fin finish in front of him. But um, I think Abe is someone we shouldn't be surprised to see get it done. And just said the WGC makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was a long time coming for him, I would say, to win on the PGA Tour. He has had a fantastic calendar year and really just a year in general on the PGA Tour. Going back to the fall, he's been so consistent and that was something. Yeah, Sam Burns, Hideki Matsuyama, and Abraham Answer in a playoff. No Harris English, who got put on the clock there in that final round, and perhaps that affected his game. In fact, I would go as far as to say it did. And lo and behold, Abraham Answer, the victor out there for the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Let's talk about this week, the Wyndham Championship. Like I said, Bridget, the final chance for these guys to get inside that top 125. Before we get there, though, this is the Webb Simpson Open, ladies and gentlemen. He named his daughter Wyndham. That is not a joke. After this championship, a winner here in 2011, T2 in 2018, second in 2019. Hasn't missed a cut here in his last 10 starts. And he's showing some pretty good form right now. Fired a 64 on Sunday at the FedEx, so he's coming in with good momentum. He's sort of been under the radar so far in this calendar year, Bridget, but he is the ultimate horse for course. He is the favorite this week, I believe, if we go ahead and look at BetOnline's odds. In fact, he is the betting favorite to win this week, so he is Mr. Horse for Course here at Wyndham. I mean, he's my horse for a course. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to go out and say right now that Webb Simpson is my outright pick. He just celebrated a birthday. He's a family man. This is like his favorite place to tee it up. I think he's riding high right now. Um, I, I like how you called this the, the Webb Simpson open. Is that what you said? This yeah, is because like this you know, is the John Deere classic was the Zach Johnson and Steve Stricker <laughs> open, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. And, you know, the daughter, the daughter Wyndham, just uh, that's the cherry on top. If you, mm. if you get a, if you continue to get a win at the, uh, your daughter's namesake tournament. <laughs> so the past winners here have been great potters, Jim Herman, JT Poston, your guy, Bridget, Brant Snedeker. And driving accuracy is also a big time stat of the last 10 winners in this event. Only two have finished outside the top 15 in driving accuracy. This is a Donald Ross design golf course, par 70, 7,100 yards, Greensboro, North Carolina, expecting a lot of birdies at this event, Bridget. So you already have Webb Simpson out there as your outright pick. We'll get to the rest of your betting card later, but that's a nice little tease right there. Positive iron player Webb Simpson is and driver last week at the WGC. So again, he's that perfect combination of good immediate recent form and elite course history. So we'll see what he does. He is the betting favorite and he is 12 to one on bet online to win the Wyndham championship. 
Let's talk about Ricky Fowler because he's firmly on the bubble. He has never failed to qualify for the playoffs and actually finished a career best fourth back in 2015 for the FedEx Cup. It'd be weird to see Ricky outside of the top 125. He's actually right there, squirmly, uh, squarely inside at 125. What does he need to do this week, Bridget? I mean, I guess it comes down to numbers and math, and I think maybe a top 10 would be perfect for him, but maybe he goes out and wins. He's showing some recent form. I mean, that would be awesome. We all know I love Ricky Fowler. It's crazy to think that he's never failed to qualify for playoffs. Like, that. that's that's kind of, that. that's like wild to me because that is a feat if you think about it. I don't know if people consider, like, getting into the top 125 as serious of an accomplishment that it is um like if you don't you're in trouble you know so I think he's gonna get a spot uh, he's looking for the spot um I think that he is trending better so I would be surprised to see him not get into the playoffs and then somebody who really just has nothing to lose at this point, Bridget, Will Zalator, still not a full-time member on the PGA Tour inside the top 10 last week at the WGC. I mean, look, he's dealing with a back injury. I understand that, but he can just right. go out and win this thing and can't qualify for the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is bizarre to me, but he has nothing to lose this week. Well, it's interesting because obviously he WD'd from the Open and then he finished top 10 last week, um, tied for eighth. He, we're just gonna unload my card, I guess. He is uh, one of my top 20 picks okay. this week. I, I do think that, yeah, I, I, I know that he's battling something. Um, and I think that's been a little bit of, uh, I think that's been troubling him for some time. I, I don't know if it's like a consistent issue or if it comes and goes, uh, I'm not really sure there, but I do think that the T8 finish last week is going to be indicative of play this week. Um, it's wild to me to think that he's in the sort of standpoint that he is. Like, it's so crazy. I feel like this past year has been like the year of Zalatoris. So it, it, it's just a little wild to me, just the scenario um, that breaks down. But I do see him playing very well this week. And like I said, I'm giving him a, a top 20 finish. What are you looking at this week in terms of statistics, type of game, et cetera, when we're talking about the Wyndham Championship? It's a shorter course. Accuracy seems to be the play here as opposed to distance. Is there anything you're zeroing in on, or are you just looking at, you know, from a macro perspective, really good players inside of a really bad field, really? So two things um, I'm going to be looking at. One, oh, a Webb Simpson type of player. So like fairways and greens, right? Like the, the simple, the basics, um, the plotters. nothing like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Journeyman. I don't know. You can't really say that. Um, but more of that, like ABC type of play. I think that that suits, um, said field like really well. And then the other thing, which I always look around the playoffs is, um, recent form, like trending consistency. I think that the culmination of the season, these tournaments, they sort of do um, 
tend to go the route of, of who's been playing well. I don't think you're going to see someone pop off at the Wyndham because there's a lot of pressure for a lot of people. And then the people who there isn't pressure for, clearly they've, they've been playing well, right? Um, so those are like the two biggest factors for me. And I think that I look at more of the type of players that not like you wouldn't expect to see win here, because obviously I'm going with Webb Simpson, but I don't think there's going to be someone coming out of the woodwork, like way down the line, um, getting it done here. We have had some long shots win here in the last few years. Jim Herman being one of right. them in terms of the odds. JT Poston was up there as well. Brant Sinetiker, though, was around 25 to 1. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. And I think that can happen sometimes when it's a putt off, if you will, when you need to have a hot putter and there's a less of an emphasis maybe on ball striking. I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, Jim Herman, he won in dramatic fashion. So that, that, um, that I guess you could say was kind of, well, obviously very surprising. I do think that JT Poston, when he won here though, he was playing really well. Um, so I don't think that he just like all of a sudden played well that week. And I mm -hmm. also think that he's the type of player who plays well in waves. Um, I, I think that if he's playing well, he's playing well. And if he's not, he's not. And it's crazy to think that what we saw at the, at the WGC, we kind of saw JT Poston in a similar situation to Harris English, where he had such a big lead and then wound up losing the tournament. So <clears throat> JT Poston is playing really well right now. So actually I, I would say he, that he's definitely someone to watch for. All right, let's get into it. Our betting cards, it will go level by level here as we did last week. And we'll start out with the outright. Obviously you have Webb Simpson getting it done, Bridget. There is a risk sometimes with going with the favorites in golf, right? Sometimes there's just this element of unpredictability. In fact, a lot of times. But when you talk about somebody like Webb Simpson at Sedgefield, it's one of the sure bets out there, a la Spieth at the Masters, Daniel Berger at Southwind, Bubba at Riviera, the list goes on. Yeah, I rarely go, I feel like, with the favorite. Um, and I, I'm just feeling Webb this week. I, uh, I do the birthdays for US Open. It was his birthday. So mm -hmm. he's like kind of at the forefront of my mind. Um, not just in the sense of that he plays well here, obviously that's uh, a big key, but I do see him. Um, I, I don't know. I see, I see him getting it done. I see. So here's the thing in golf, right? Like exceeding or sort of living up to expectations is the hardest thing to do. And I think when we think we're going to see it and then we don't, we're often like not surprised but then when we see someone sort of live up to the expectation we're always we're always like oh yeah well of course you know <laughs> so and and like I always think I'm like well that's a larger feat than than anything to really um live up to that so I think that Webb is the type of player who can live up to those expectations uh especially at a place like Wyndham where I feel like for him um getting it done here is just sort of like it, it makes sense. By the way, last week, Paul Casey, for me, was my outright T5, and you had Scotty Scheffler. He finished 11th, so 
Your lead in the money count shrunk by about $300,000, still firmly ahead, $2.4 million right there. So that's the latest with the tally. My outright selection is a bit of a long shot. If you look at the odds, which is interesting, Gary Woodland is 50 to 1 to win the Wyndham Championship, but I'm going to go with him this week. I didn't watch much of the Barracuda Championship last week, Bridget, but I did see some of it. Woodland looked pretty good to me, seventh there. He was T11 at the 3M Open, has gained strokes with his irons in six of his last seven events. And, you know, he's one of those paradoxes where he's a bomber off the tee, but he actually typically plays better at these shorter plotter type of golf courses where he can club down and still hit it long off the tee relative to the field. So he's somebody that I am in on to win outright. He's ninth in this field and birdies are better in terms of season long statistics. So I like it. Give me Gary Woodland. Why not? I like Gary. I I feel like he hasn't really been in the mix. So give the shout out to Gary. Let's see if he gets it done. So that's my outright selection. He's 50 to one. You have a couple of top tens. I have a couple of top tens. Let's talk about him, Bridget. We'll start with you. Okay. So first top 10, I'm going with CT Pan. I think that, yeah, I know. I know. I I don't think I've ever said his name on the pod. So there you go, CT. I think that the Olympics gave him a lot of confidence. And I do think that this is like a time for him to shine and maybe sort of like show up on the stage, sort of, this is the last sort of hit before the playoffs. It's kind of like the culmination of the season, whatever you want to call it. And I do think that that bronze medal is really going to give confidence to CT moving forward. So I'm looking forward to show up in the window. Okay. I've seen his name pop up a few times in the articles that I've been reading. So not too much of a long shot, but in terms of the odds, he's plus 800 for a top 10. So that would be a nice hefty payout. Let's go to your second one. What do you got? My second one is Brian Harmon. Okay. And now this is just because he's been like Mr. Consistent for this whole season. He's been playing so well. And like you said, this course rewards great putting. He is someone that I would want to putt with my life on the line. So I think that Brian Harmon is, is just playing really well, trending. Um, and all things are sort of pointing to him playing well here and this week. Well, I will piggyback off that for my first top 10 because I too have Brian Harmon finishing inside that bracket plus 225 to make that happen. Sixth in this field and birdies are better. And how about this? There are just two players in this field this week who rank top 30 in fairways gained, birdies are better gained, and strokes gained total on easy golf courses. Brian Harmon is one of those two players. If you're wondering who the other one is, it's Joel Damon. So there you go. I like Brian Harmon. You're right, Bridget. He has been consistent so far this PGA Tour season. I think this is a golf course that should suit him well. His course history is a bit of a mixed bag, but he was T6 here a couple of years ago. So I like that play there. Patton Kazire, the other top 10, plus 700 to make that happen. When you think about birdie fests out there, Patton Kazire comes to mind. He's actually two times the better putter on Bermuda grass surfaces as compared to other surfaces out there on the PGA Tour. So he is extremely 
elite on Bermuda surfaces for his own game as compared to other surfaces out there like bent or anything like that. So that's really interesting to me, which means he really must love this style of golf out there in the Southeast, right? So I like that. He's first in this field and birdies are better gained within the last 24 rounds. And I just think when it comes down to birdies and putting and irons, I think Patton Kazire can be that guy. So I've got him for a top 10 plus 700 there. He's an Alabama guy, but yeah, I guess he likes, uh, he likes that style of play. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of that and give you someone else who does really well on Bermuda. And he's my first top 20, Sung J.M. Now I know that he hasn't really been playing that well um, over the past like few months, but I do think that he kind of shows up when it matters and I see him showing up this week. I always have faith in Sungjae. He's one of my favorite players. So I like betting on him. So I'm giving him uh, my top 20. My second top 20 is a guy that we already just discussed on the pod. So I feel like I already gave my reasoning as to why, but I'm going with Will Zalatoris. Okay. And I, I just do think that that top 10 finish or he tied for eighth last week, that said a lot to me in such an elite field at the WGC um, he rises. And I think that coming off of that week, even though he hadn't played uh, great leading up to last week, I think that now uh, maybe something has changed. He feels better, whether it's the back or whatever, not so sure. I don't really think that he is like mentally taxed. He's far too young, far <laughs> like too much ahead of him. So I, I really don't think that that is his issue at all. I, I agree with you. It's a physicality thing. So if he is physically feeling well, which that top 10 finish is sort of indicative of, I don't see why he wouldn't uh, play well this week. So Sunjay M plus 150 for a top 20, Will Zalatoris plus 140. So a couple of the favorites there to finish inside that bracket. I like those plays. I'll go with Ches Reevy for my first top 20, plus 265 to make that happen. And he wasn't really on my radar, but then I dug deep in on the stats over the past 24 rounds. He's sixth in strokes gained tee to green, ninth with his irons, 10th on par fours, four top 25s in his past eight starts, loves the shorter golf courses, hits a ton of fairways. Ches Reevy has a pretty good number there at plus 265 for a top 20. So I like that play. Another top 20, which is essentially even money, plus 110, Jason Kokrak, two-time winner on the PGA Tour this year. You want to talk about a birdie maker. Kokrak is third in this field in the past 24 rounds. I never pegged this guy as a good putter, but he has found his flat stick this season. Fifth on tour in strokes gained putting, and he's hitting a ton of greens. 28th in greens and regulation. Three top 20s at Sedge Field in his past four starts. Look, Bridget, he could win for a third time this week. I'm not even kidding. It'd be wild, but I wouldn't put it past this guy. He can like light it up when he wants to. I agree with that. And I think a lot of people are surprised by it, but you and I definitely are not. Yeah. Yep. So the big hitter, Jason Kokrak for a top 20 for me. And then we have some fun matchup plays this week, which are always tough to really narrow down because what the book, what the books out there do is they pair up two similar golfers, right? So you really have to drill down on what works. So this is funny for me though, 
because I do know that they, that's the intended purpose, pairing up similar golfers. Mm -hmm. My first matchup, I have Seamus Power over Tommy Fleetwood. And I'm, I'm going all the way, Seamus Power, because over his last five events, he has one win and three top 10 finishes. That doesn't sound very Tommy Fleetwood-like, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. shade, no shade, I'm just saying. Um, so I saw Seamus at the Travelers up here. And honestly, I, this is kind of like the Abe answer scenario. Couldn't take my eye off the guy. Have no idea why. Hmm. Enjoyed watching him play just so much. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised to see him win this week because he had that similar like kind of shock and awe factor when he plays and you're sort of in person watching him. So he's been on my radar for a little while now. And uh, I, I'm taking him in my, in my first go around at these matchups. Okay. I like it. What do you got for the second one? The second one, I have purely over the fact that I was going to choose him as my top American this week, but then we didn't do that. I'm taking Patrick Reed over Louis Oosthuizen. And uh, I know. So this one, I do think that this is a fair matchup, especially this season, because I would say that for the most part, I garner Patrick Reed as consistently maybe a little better, but then like Louie is the most consistent guy um, on the planet. But I mean, in the sense of their game and, and like performance wise, I think this is a great matchup, but I do think that Patrick getting into the Olympics, just, uh, this is kind of like another CT pan scenario. I'm going with the like Olympic high, like the riding high off of Tokyo. And I see him uh, over Louie. When is this Louis run going to end, Bridget? Because he's just sure. so elite. And you have to assume he's going to fall back at some point, right? Yeah. So do we, like, I don't, I'm not so sure because the consistency of his game is so much there. Like, like there's nothing in his game that is subject to faltering. Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've sort of never seen any part of his game subject to faltering, even his mental strength. Like the joke is he's always the bridesmaid, uh, especially at major championships. And, and that has continued to be true with how well he plays. So I, I don't see his run coming to an end, like really anytime soon. I don't care if he's in his forties. I think that that's an insane thing to even say that player, like, let's look at Phil. He won the PGA this year. And sure, maybe that was like one week. And I know a lot of people are saying that, but come on, he still, he got it done. So I don't think age is an issue for Louie. Uh, I see him playing well for a really long time, but this run, I'm going to say Patrick Reed overtakes him this week. Yeah, Patrick Reed has good history here at Sedgefield as well. Low key, he's won here as well. You know, if right. you want to go in on who are the more steady players on the PGA Tour, just look at the top 10 in terms of bogey avoidance. Louis Oosthuizen is six. So, That's wild. Yeah, it just goes to show he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You're absolutely right. Abraham Answer, by the way, seventh on that list. He just won at WGC, of course. All right, so my matchup plays this week. Patrick Reed, speaking of the devil over Hideki Matsuyama, Patrick Reed plus 110 to get it done over Hideki. And look, Hideki has proven me wrong the last couple of weeks. First of all, I faded him big time last week because I thought, you know, coming off such an emotional Olympics, totally understandable. If you fall down a little bit, finish T40 and then move on to the next event. But he was in there to win uh, last week till the better end with Sam Burns and Abraham answer. So 
he's he's surprising me there's no doubt but i like patrick reed here just based off of course history has never missed a cut at sedge field 67 scoring average in 24 rounds here which is elite and Obviously, always the concern is the putter for Hideki Matsuyama. When you need your putter this week, I don't think he's going to be as successful uh, at a tournament like this. So I like Patrick Reed, who is far and away the better putter compared to Hideki Matsuyama in that matchup. And then if I'm picking the guy to win, I might as well pick him in a matchup as well. Gary Woodland plus 121 over Robert McIntyre and... Look, McIntyre is a good player, steady guy, but again, I'm picking Gary to win this thing. So I'm going to take Woodland with plus money, might I add, to make that happen. So those are my matchup plays. Really doubling down on Gary. I am. And I do that sometimes, you know, when I make it outright, I'll run it back, if you will, and then throw him down for a matchup play or a top 20 or something like that, just in case, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was weird last week when I picked my top American to be Patrick Reed, but then I, I didn't pick him to win. So I totally, <laughs> <laughs> I like totally agree. With Contradicted that. a little bit, but you know what? Yeah, you can do bit. that in betting. It's fine. People like bet yeah. multiple outrights. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right. Well, there you have it. Golf bets on us right there. That's the full menu. Did you write down your picks, by the way, Bridget? I have some of them written down, but yeah, you want me to send them along yeah, your just, way? Yeah, send them my way, and then I can uh, keep track of things. But I think that's going to cover it unless you have anything else. Yeah, that, that sounds great for me. Uh, I, I'm excited about this new format, only because I did really well last week. <laughs> so let's see if I start to do poorly, evolve the same mentality. I think it's going to heighten our competition with each other because it's no longer just outrights. It's now top tens matchups. So we get to the nitty gritty of everything. And of course, you know, things are going to ramp up pretty soon with the playoffs. Looking forward to it, Cam. Should be good. All right. This has been Golf Bets on us. We'll be back next week on Tuesday for yet another edition as we will break down the FedEx Cup playoffs round one. Until then, she's Bridget. I'm Cam. We'll talk to you guys soon. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.